Hi everyone, my name's Moises. And I'm Daniela. And today we'll be talking about the marvelous Captain Marvel. Before we begin, we'd like to apologize for the audio quality in this episode. We didn't have the microphones that we have now, and in consequence the audio doesn't sound that good. I hope that you'll forgive us for this, but we can promise that the audio is much better in our next episode. I hope that you all give this episode a listen though, because it is entertaining and full of jokes and flashbacks from our childhood. But feel free to skip onto Iron Man if the audio bothers you too much. We hope that you stay with us throughout this episode. Here's episode 2 of Untitled Document, the podcast. Enjoy! So the movie starts off with Captain Marvel with blood coming out of her nose and staying basically over her. And she's just looking around with what looks like a destruction, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of thing. And a woman standing with a gun. And a man, or you can't really tell what it is at first, comes out of the fog and is pointing a gun at her. As we are confused, she wakes up. Yeah. I was actually really confused at the beginning. I was like, I don't know what. Yeah. I had to, like, check. I was like, did I accidentally skip forward in the movie? Me too. I was like, I think I think I started it off at the wrong time. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening and I don't know if I'm supposed to. It was just so sudden. Like, you had... You were, like, thrown into this world really quickly. Yeah, and, like, they were talking about all these things, and I was like, whoa, hold on. When we're, when are we going to catch me up? Because <laughs> it also just, like, throws us into her having powers right away. And I was like, I, I know in the cover art, she's kind of glowing. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting us to, like, just start off with her glowing. I thought it would be one of those things where we lead up to it. Yeah, I didn't know that her powers would be shown so early on, because with like captain america he his powers weren't there until like maybe the middle of the movie yeah yeah so that's what i was expecting for this one and then we just get like placed in the name we get put in the (laughs) we get introduced to the place named hala yeah and i'm just kind of confused i'm like wait is this earth and then they just have different names for it where are we right what are we doing yeah because when we get introduced to hala you you don't know if that's earth or not but like you just said like it could be earth in the future or something like that yeah and then she just starts training that's where we start off and i'm like wait but why why are we training (laughs) like why are we doing all this yeah because she hasn't told us anything she woke up and she chose violence. She went to her, <laughs> yeah, her like coach, her teacher, and she was like, "You want to fight?" And I was like, "But why?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What's what are we doing?" And then she literally blasts him, and it flings him across the room. And I was like, "Wait, what?" We do get introduced to the scrolls. They mention it on that that like city intercom thing. I don't know where it's been 125 uh-huh. oh, yeah. days. Yeah. It's a lot attack. That let us know that they had been fighting with someone at least. The scrolls. Yeah. So it was nice at least knowing that. And then we get thrown into that weird room where I thought like uh-huh. some type of water bending was happening because those weird vines is what I described them as wrapping around her. Which yeah. was a weird way to get into touch with the supreme intelligence to me, but I guess it's effective. Yeah, they're, it seems like their planet is very high-tech, because yeah. that was that was interesting. Oh, I wanted to say that the Supreme Intelligence, I don't know if you remember, because you've only watched Harry Potter like, once. One time through. Yeah, maybe you're not going to remember, but there is the scene in the third movie, do you remember the the teacher who, he like lines up all the kids, his name is Professor Lupin, and he's teaching them about um boggarts and they come out as a thing you fear the most yes i do remember that oh okay i just wanted to see that the supreme intelligence reminded me of that oh, of the yeah that's a good connection because i remember that now where they had to like yeah and do they were the ridiculous spell just yeah so then they would be less scared of it yeah well but in this case the supreme intelligence is um it takes the form of of the person that you admire the most so it's a little bit different but it kind of has the same feel to it uh i thought it was funny 
because the person that she admired the most, she didn't even know. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, you don't even know who you admire. I was like, that's kind of sad. It was really sad. It was also funny to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was funny, I guess. Because <laughs> I was like, you don't even know who you admire. Well, I guess it would have been sad if I knew at the moment that she was like, her memories were kind of lost. But I just, I didn't pick that up right away. Because you... I think during these first 10 minutes, or like the first five minutes, you learn that, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Veers? She, she doesn't remember anything much about her past except for uh, this woman that she sees in the Supreme Intelligence. Which is interesting, because how long did she know her? Because I, I, I would have thought she would have seen her best friend or something. Monica, uh, not Monica. Um, Monica's Marie. a child. Maria. Marie. Or Marie. Maria, yeah, like no, was, Maria Rambo. It wasn't a parent or anything. It was this woman who we don't know much about. Yeah, I just thought it was... Yeah, which was interesting because when I first saw her, I was like, okay, well, that's probably her mom. But then we learned that she doesn't really keep in touch with her parents. Yeah. That she spent most of her life with Maria. Yes. Like she became a part of their family more. Okay, after that supreme intelligence thing, um, they go on a rescue mission to Torfa to save another another citizen. I can't remember his name. Uh, I mean, they don't become important later on. I mean, a little in that moment, but yeah, they're not like... He's important in the beginning of the movie, but I don't think he adds anything later on. Then, once they land on Torfa to go save the guy that they're looking for, they separate, but then... One of the crewmates walkie-talkie stops working. They, she can't hear the others. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, uh-oh, they're in trouble. Like, yeah. Something's going to happen. Because as soon as they said that um, the scroll can shapeshift, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, when like once we saw that like first scroll shapeshift, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is going to be hard. <laughs> like, How are they going to yeah. get out of there? How are they going to save the guy that they're looking for? If they don't... if they're all confused and they don't know who to trust you. Yeah. Well, they did have their own kind of like a password type of thing in order to communicate with each other. That's and true. And know that they were, you know, that they were who they were, who they really are. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but it ended up backfiring on them. Yeah, because somehow they like hacked the system and they knew how to pretend to be that other person like they knew their passcodes and everything because i know that they said that the scroll can access like their memories but only like recent oh ones. yeah only the recent memories you're right so i wonder how that worked if you're thinking about the password like five minutes ago is that recent or is it the moment you got the information like did they have to force themselves to not think about it because they know that I don't know, they never I'm... really explain. So let's just assume that it it was pretty recent in this guy's mind. And that's, and that's how, how they... mm -hmm, that's how Scroll was able to pretend that he was the person that they were looking for. Because I think in the movie she was like, Oh, the scroll have a have like a machine that can like access memories and maybe that's how they got it. But I was like, I don't think they would have had the time to Well maybe yes. Well yeah, they had him for a while, right? Yeah, they had him for a while. Okay, then they're all fighting at this point because they see that there's a ton of scrolls and then they realize that, that it's an ambush. And so they all kind of separate again and they're fighting the scrolls individually. And then Veers ends up getting captured by one of the scrolls. And we just start seeing a bunch of her old memories. Like, I think at this portion they're showing memories when she was younger and like we see what i'm assuming is like her dad and her brother and then we start hearing like another voice that isn't part of those like that memory recap we start hearing like oh no i think this is too far yeah and then the memories start getting jambled up kind of yeah yeah so then by then we know that someone's like looking into her brain and looking at her memories yeah, because they're like, oh, this can't be right. Which is interesting because she 
didn't remember these memories, so she's like also seeing these for the first time. Yeah. Well, not for the well, first for time, the, but the first time. But like remembering them. Yeah. Yeah, she's remembering. They were previously blocked. Yeah. Yes. And then eventually she does wake up. Oh, I was gonna say that they do skip a little bit, like towards more recently, and they they see the woman who we first saw at the beginning of the movie, who we learn is Doctor Lawson, and we learn that the scrolls are looking for her, and looking for yeah. a light speed engine that she made. Yeah, and then she wakes up after they find out. Well, they didn't get all the information they wanted because they wanted to find the location of it. They were like, but this is good enough because we found out her name and therefore I think they find out like what planet she's from or like where yeah. she was. And... Yeah, they at least know that it was C-53. Yeah, they were like, all right, we know where to go and maybe where we could find her because they, I think they see that her shirt says something like Pegasus on it or something like that. And so they find like, another hint to where she could be. So they at least have a lead on it and they felt confident enough. Yeah. And <laughs> I just thought the little comment that they were saying as they were looking at her memories were kind of funny. Like when they started tapping, like when one of this like little aliens <laughs> started tapping on her forehead. And then one of the scrollers is like, wait, no, that's working. Like, keep doing it. And then. <laughs> and that was just kind of an accident. And they're like, no, that yeah. worked. Okay, keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, keep doing it. I thought that was funny. But then she, like, starts waking up. And because of that, I think, like, that helped her wake up. Yeah, it, it probably helped her wake up. But because it wasn't really, like, scientific practice or anything. They were just <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay, keep doing that. Yeah, and we'll exactly. see if that does anything. It reminded me of, like, when your remote control isn't working or something, and, like, you start hitting it on your, like, palm or, like, on the couch. Yeah. Um, I forgot about those days when I would have controllers that didn't work. And I just kind of smack it and hope the battery is fixing or, like, maybe it's the batteries that are in place or something inside, and it'll just put it in place. Okay, and then she does wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she <laughs> and then she blasts herself out. Or no, she she's kind of still trapped by those metal. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, she's like metal, binded. yeah. Yeah, she's binded by these metal like Like Elsa in Frozen, she has these like metal things that are stopping her powers. <laughs> That's an interesting way to <laughs> compare it, yeah. Like Elsa gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Metal... No, no. You know she gets arrested by Hans? And they, like, have her in a cell, and she has, like, these, like, metal... I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it was kind of like that. The, I'm just going to call them gloves, because I can't think of another gloves. one. Yeah, okay. Protective gloves. Protective magic Protective gloves. gloves. Yeah. Because they... That was the way of... Cause I wonder if they knew that she could blast. Or if it was just to keep her incapacitated? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because not many people can blast Proton out of their hand. Yeah. I don't know if you can, but I've never done that. Yeah, I've never done that, unfortunately. It would be really cool. But I... <laughs> maybe they did know just because they did have her, like, really locked up. But... Or maybe it was just, like, an extra protective measure so she wouldn't start untying herself from that or something okay well i'll accept that but then she does get out she does become frustrated because she can't just blast them and it was funny because i was watching it with my sister for the first time the second yeah. time and mm -hmm. she, the first thing she noticed was that she was barefoot she was like oh why is she running in bare like bare feet wait i don't think i noticed that yeah as soon as she got free, like, she didn't have her shoes yet. Her boots. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Because then she puts on her boots. Yeah, she comes back for her boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a funny observation. And then I also thought it was funny as she was trying to leave the spacecraft. 
mm-hmm. as she was getting on one of those skate pods, she like threw one of the guys out, and then she was about yeah. to get blasted. <laughs> but then he just kind of like, uh, he was, I don't remember what the alien was saying, but they were saying something yeah. like, oh, you're going to leave so soon. And then she just kind of like didn't elaborate. She just kind of shot at him and then flew away. <laughs> she was like, I'm not going to respond yet. Yeah, I like that whole interaction because I don't know, because that little scroll, I think it was a scroll, he was about to leave and yeah. she just pulled him out and got in. And <laughs> yeah, they had that whole, like, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I I liked it. It was a nice little entertaining segment. Okay, so she leaves on the spacecraft, the skate pod, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And I think it already has a predetermined destination, which is planet C-53 or Earth. Mm-hmm. And but there's also, I think, two other scrolls, or maybe, no, maybe more scrolls, that also flew away in these escape pods before she had gotten in the last one that was left. And then she lands on the roof of a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, well, because she got shot down. Er, no, yeah, she does get shot down, and then her, sp- <laughs> her space shuttle kind of comes apart, and she literally just falls out of it. Yeah, and she just, like, explodes the roof of, <laughs> of a blockbuster. blockbuster, and she just, like, lands on all the movies. And, like, that just reminded me that I miss Blockbuster. I would always get, like, whenever I went with my parents, I would always get the same movies. I would always get Coraline and Enchanted. Oh. Like, those were the only movies that my parents were like, again? And I was like, Again? Uh-huh. Yeah, but they're really good movies. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, like, I would them. switch. I would, I would rotate. It would be Coraline one time, and then the other time it would be... At least you different. weren't getting the same movie the exact same. You read the protein. My favorite part was getting the uh, candies, the this like chocolate that was covered in sprinkles. Oh, you're lucky. I don't think I ever got candies. I just got my movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think we went for the movies. Really? Yeah, I don't think we ever got a movie from there. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the point of it. But... <laughs> yeah, I said, nah, this is a candy shop. <laughs> An interesting fact yeah. about the, do you remember she blew up as soon as she got, she saw like a figure that was really just like a poster board cut up. She blasted it. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be originally like the mask. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. The mask with, um, what's his name? With Steve Carey. Uh, this- yes. I don't think that's his name. No, Jim Carrey. Why did I say Steve? <laughs> With Jim Carrey. I don't know. But what am I thinking of? Steve Rogers? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I was about to agree, okay. but I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. so, so she blast, she, it was supposed to be the mask figure, like, figure cut out. And she yeah. was supposed to blast it because she was supposed to think it was a scroll because it was like green. But squirrels aren't green. <laughs> no, a squirrel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> squirrel? I heard a squirrel. I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't see how that was a thing. No, uh, definitely not a squirrel. No, okay. It was supposed to be the mask, and the mask is green. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but then they couldn't get, they couldn't get the, I believe is the word like the copyright for it or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't get it, so they just went with this other one that's like for a movie that's a guy who's like misogynistic and that's what he busted. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I didn't really think much of it. <laughs> but you know, they always add things in these movies that have a deeper meaning. Yeah, so I thought it was a cool deeper meaning. And then she goes out and sees the security yes. guard? Security guard. And goes up to him and talks to him while there's like the 1990s music playing. And I'm like, okay, this like is cool because I'm like getting into the vibe. I mean, I already knew that we were in the past, but now I'm like, it's confirmed that we are because we're hearing music from the past. I saw that the movie starts off in 1995 
like that's the time era that we're in which is cool the little blast from the past a little blast from the past and it was like it's cool because it's like not too far from when yeah. we were born conceived and born <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, you were like you said you remember the blockbuster and all that yeah exactly because blockbuster didn't go away until i was like maybe 10. yeah maybe well i don't remember when it left because i don't even remember going that much i just remember the candy because you would just get that chocolate sprinkle <laughs> thing. yeah i kind of miss it though i do miss it i miss like looking for movies and then just like getting the same one <laughs> <laughs> like pretending like you're gonna get something and then you just go for the same one i remember my parents would always like rent out like a scary movie or something like no it was mm -hmm. usually like, a scary movie or um, an action movie, and I remember going yeah. like, with them in their aisle, and I would be so terrified because there was, um, <laughs> like, the scary movie cover art, and like they would just follow me. I could feel their eyes <laughs> following me throughout the whole aisle. <laughs> it traumatized you as a child, seeing all these scary cover arts. Yeah, that was the only thing I didn't like about Blockbuster—the scary cover art. <laughs> I remember when. As a child, the scariest movie that traumatized me was Freddy Krueger. I was watching it as a child, and I don't know why, but I got really For me, it was the movie Leprechaun. Oh, because I, I watched I've that only movie. seen clips of that movie, but that was kind of creepy. Yeah, I only wa I watched it with my parents one time when they like rented it out, and I was like, "Why did you guys let me watch it?" <laughs> Same. That's me with Freddy Krueger. I was like, "Why did?" Why did you let me sit there and watch it with you? I was a child. Yeah, it was really scary. Well, to me, it was really scary in that time. I don't know about yeah. how I would feel about it now. Yeah, I haven't actually rewatched Freddy Krueger either. Yeah. They're probably not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Because we have um, a member's card at Weenie Hut Juniors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's our excuse for now. We're Probably yeah. never gonna watch them again. No, no, I don't plan to. Like, I don't know. I'm not just like, huh, I'll watch a scary movie tonight. I'm not if one I'm of those scared. people. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I just watch my happy shows. <laughs> I want to go to sleep happy tonight. Yeah, exactly. Cause I can't sleep. Yeah, I get scared easily, and I don't know why. Cause I know during the movie, I'm like, okay. This is technically supposed to be fake, and like I can even search up behind the scenes, but yeah, exactly. Like I know that it's fake, but then I'm like in bed with my eyes closed, and like they just shoot open, and I'm like, but what if it's not? <laughs> yeah, my eyes bust open. The sound of super bass. <laughs> the sound of super bass. <laughs> okay, so we get introduced to Shield Agent, right? Wait, really quick before we get to, yeah, the shield part. I wanted to say that when she sees the, um, the security guard, the policeman, whatever he was, and she starts asking him questions, like, they were totally normal questions, but she worded them really weirdly. Like, she was like, is this planet C-53? Are you the protector of this, like, area or something like that? Like, it was like... But technically, they were valid. Yeah, they were valid, but it was just worded weirdly. And I mean, they did feel weirded out by the fact. Because the way he described her to the police was a girl who's getting ready to play laser tag. Oh, yeah, because of her outfit from Paula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. She was dressed differently. Everyone should dress how they want, but they were definitely not used to it. <laughs> Yeah, she was being really, really brave. Yeah, <laughs> brave. That's one way to agree. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So we get introduced to S.H.I.E.L.D., director Fury, and Phil Coulson. Which, um, Phil Coulson, I remembered him from The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I watched because he's, like, a big, important character in that show. Uh-huh. Which is a cool fact. So I didn't know that he was in this movie. Yeah, which is cool, because I think in this movie, he's shown a little bit younger, like, just, right? Just, like, a little bit. 
Yeah, a few years young. Yeah, because I think um, they mentioned that he's new to the team. Yeah, but he becomes a kind of important character, so. Yeah, for the show. For the show and for the movie that's released. Okay, okay. Okay, so keep that in mind. While S.H.I.E.L.D. is, you know, um, coming to investigate the old wreckage that she left after exploding Blockbuster, she goes to, like, the nearest phone booth, gets in contact with Young Rug, and she lets know that she's in planet C-53 or Earth, and... I think she's basically saying, like, uh, like, when will you guys get here? And he's like, oh, we won't be able to make it there until, like, in 22 hours. And she's just like, uh, okay, like, well, I'm going to start um, looking for these scrolls and get them out of here because they're invading a planet. They're invading this planet, I should say. Uh, then, yeah, Agent Fury comes and he starts with Phil Coulson and he starts... Uh, questioning her yeah interrogating um and she's like she's being truthful she's telling him what's happening she starts telling them about how the squirrel have infiltrated earth and how she was there to like take care of them and how they can shapeshift and then he was like oh, sure yeah yeah he was like uh-huh whatever and then while they're having that interrogation they see like on the next building um, that there is a scroll and he starts shooting in their direction. I think he was aiming for her, but uh, I don't know. I'm I don't know. His aim must have been off. Yeah, his aim was a little bit mm -hmm. off. And she blasts him with her proton powers and starts following him because he starts running away. I keep saying he to the scroll, but... Because I think they're Honestly. all he's. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, because they, they have... Well, yeah, because they have children. But I mean, like, the ones that are on Earth? I'm assuming are he's? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, I don't know, actually. I, okay. There's probably all types of scrolls. And we just don't I, know. I just will refer to the scrolls as a scroll. Because I don't That's know their genders. The best. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to the scroll that I just misgendered. Yeah, sorry to that scroll. Cause and the other scrolls that I've been... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So yeah, they could technically be whatever gender they want, actually. Now that I think about it. That's true. They can shape it as a guy, a woman, anything in between. Okay, so she's chasing down this scroll and she chases chases the scroll to a train station. <laughs> and Nick Fury starts following her in his car along with um his partner, which is Phil Coulson, right? Like I think in this Right now, they're partners. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then he says something, and he realizes that Phil Coulson isn't actually Phil Coulson, but a scroll. Yeah, because he gets that call from Phil Coulson, who's still at the Blockbuster, and he's like, um, y'all left without me. Yeah, that's right. And he was like, now wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even notice that that had happened. Like, yeah, <laughs> poor Phil Coulson. <laughs> He's new and he just like was left behind. He was probably confused. Oh. He's like, uh, did I do something wrong? Yeah, he was like, wait, am I supposed to stay here? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, is there a way of firing? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, once he realizes that it's not Phil Coulson, he, uh, Nick Fury starts like crashing his car on purpose to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, to injure or to kill the scroll. I don't know if he was trying to kill, but he was definitely yeah. not trying to die himself. So I think he was trying to save himself because the scroll had a gun. Yeah, he was just trying to protect himself. Yeah. But then the scroll ended up dying, so. Yeah. Which was sad because then we saw like Phil Coulson's dead body, but then it turned into the scroll. The scroll. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up doing some procedures on him later on. Like examining his body? Yeah. Well. But that's later on, because right now, yeah. we still have 
um, Carol Danvers pacing after the scroll, and she mm -hmm. finds the scroll on a bus. I, I think it's a train. Oh, right, a train. A meta train? Something like that. Yeah, and she can't find the scroll at this point because it had already changed. Its appearance? It, it changed its appearance, and she sees this grandma that she had bumped into at the beginning. Like, not at the beginning, when she first got into the train, and she's like, now wait a minute, I already saw you, you had already left, and she realizes that it's yeah um a scroll and she starts beating it up in front of <laughs> everyone without any explanation it was like funny to see because <laughs> you obviously don't do that yeah it was funny because it was one of those things where like the audience knows yeah but everyone else is like thinking she's just beating up an old lady <laughs> anyways after she's beating up this <laughs> grandma and I think the scroll runs away and yeah. they change shape again. Yes. Or, no, maybe. Yeah. No, they, they do. Because uh, as they walk out, it's like, it looks like a man with glasses. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, we get, and then we pan to that exact man being confused. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird if I saw myself like being cloned. Yeah. I, I'm pretty like, uh, I have never yeah. seen myself. In this perspective, what is this? <laughs> That'd be creepy. I wouldn't like to see myself from like someone else's eyes. Mm -mm. Anyway, so <laughs> we get so the squirrel runs away, mm -hmm. and as the squirrel runs away, yeah. it drops like a crystal, and yeah. Veers picks it up because I think she recognizes that it was from the same. When she was captured and they were looking at her memories, so she basically... Yeah. She recognized the technology. Yeah, she recognized the technology. She realized that, like, it's her memory. It could be her memory, at least. And, like, at this point, she loses the scroll. And she... I don't know what she does with the crystal, but she ends up using it, opening it, or whatever, in a way that... And she's able to see this memory of her being at Pancho's bar. With yeah. a friend, and she's like singing, she's happy. After that, she she tries to find her way to get there. She uses the map and tries to use a computer to search oh, it yeah. up. Yeah, which she doesn't understand. And then she does get the map and sees the, the motorcycle. Yeah, she steals yeah. a motorcycle and some clothes because she's she's looking different than other people. And then she travels <laughs> yeah. to, to Poncho's bar. Uh, I wanted to say really quickly that the little crystal memory thing, it reminded uh -huh. me of Inside Out. Oh, the movie. Core memories? Yeah, the core memories. <laughs> That's interesting. I did not make that connection at all, but. I, everything in this movie is reminding me of other movies for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kind of accepted it and went with it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm just making connections left and right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good skill to have. Don't worry. Then she goes to Pancho's bar. That's where she sees Fury. Uh huh. And then they have to test each other to make sure they're not scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> Which was interesting. Yeah, because she was like, "Well, scrolls only no recent memories, so you have to tell me something like about your past." And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, getting into like a deep talk type of thing and so he i guess he passed the test because she didn't kill him and then he's yeah. like how do i know you're not a scroll and then she just blasts and i'm like oh, okay yeah which is funny because like i don't know i think they do talk about it but he's like how do i know that trolls don't do that or something yeah. among those things and yeah. she's like oh well they can't do that and i was like oh that's like saying just trust me like, trust me, guys. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, technically, you still could be a scroll because technically that's not enough proof. Yeah. That scrolls can't do I that. Like, I would be like, well, okay. Okay. He blasted just... <laughs> something. Because, well, no, to be fair, he had already blasted 
I mean, she had already blasted the scroll that they saw earlier, so maybe yeah. that was like, yeah, okay, that makes more sense now. I still wouldn't a hundred percent believe it. I'd be like, well, but <laughs> I don't know if they can blast. I don't know if they well, can blast it back. Yeah, it's hard to trust. A, um, it's hard to trust a stranger, especially yeah. like, yeah, because they don't know anything about each other. So either of them could have been lying. If and she were... just blasted the establishment's property like there was nothing. Yeah, she didn't care. She's just exploding everything. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you need to be a little more caring because that's like... someone's. Yeah, that's someone's business. Yeah. <laughs> Shield probably had to repair so many things after she left because yeah, she was destroying everything. That's right. And then next we go to the. The Air Force Base. Um, because they're looking... For Maria. For... Oh, I thought that they... Well, I don't think they know... They don't remember Maria just yet. Right? Cause I, think I they don't know, because in my notes, that's what I have it as next. Oh. Oh, because in my notes, I have... That they go to the Air Force Base. And at first, they're looking for any information that they can find on Dr. Lawson, which the scrolls are also... No, wait, for. yeah. Because she looks at a photo, and then she's like, oh, that's the only pilot that was... Yeah, that had, like, some correlation with the... Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they discovered that Dr. Lawson and Veers, to her surprise, they went on, like, an experimental drive to test the light speed engine that Dr. Lawson had designed, right? Right. And then during that whole thing, they, well, they assumed that they got into an accident and Dr. Lawson and Veers were presumed dead, but, you know, Veers isn't dead in reality. So she was able to survive that. While they're looking on any information from her, any information about Dr. Lawson, they see this paper where it has a bunch of, I think they say Cree writing on it. Yeah. And, and that's when you find out that Dr. Lawson was... Of Cree. Yeah, of Cree. And, which was surprising to me, because I was like, oh, he's an alien? <laughs> yeah, which we found out, I guess... We're seeing her past memory of the crash, and then we see the blue blood come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while Veers is discovering all of this information, Fury sends S.H.I.E.L.D. their location. Because beforehand, a scroll disguised that Fury's boss had told Fury to keep tabs on, on Veers. And so when, he, when Fury sent S.H.I.E.L.D. their location, it was exactly what that scroll wanted, because they wanted to get... Fierce, I'm pretty sure they wanted to capture her. Yeah, they wanted to get her. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. arrives and they go into the base. And they're trying to capture her. And Veers, and like, quick... they're trying to kill Yuri too now. Yeah, and, like, they realize this and so they start to escape. And Phil Coulson helps them out. He's, like, um, pretending that he didn't see them type of thing while they're escaping so that they can escape. And they do successfully escape. Yeah, they do successfully escape with this cat that they had found early on as they entered the Air Force Base, which at first I was like, this is suspicious. This cat is weird because it shouldn't be... At an airport? Yeah, at an airport, whatever. Because usually you don't have pets at work. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And yeah, they just like, they set it up to make us suspicious of the cat right away, and I was like, okay, well, I yeah. am suspicious. Yeah, it was suspicious for sure, and I just thought that it was funny that um, Fury grabs this suspicious cat and takes the cat with them. Yeah, I was like, okay. So, yeah, as they escape on an aircraft. <laughs> and then the poor cat looks so weird as they're, as they're taking off. As they were flying? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't buckled in. No. <laughs> it was just kind of like uh, 
It was being pressed against like the boxes or whatever they had in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then as they're driving away, flying away, I should say, um, Veer says something like, oh, we should go and talk to the last person who saw both me and Dr. Lawson, which is Maria. Maria Rambo. Maria Rambo. So they fly to her house and they arrive and she's like, I'm here to talk to you type of thing. And when her friend Maria first saw her, first sees her, I was like, how are you not more in shock? Because if my like presumed dead friend appeared at my house with like this man and like a strange cat, I would have been so confused. Yeah, that would have been a really weird experience. Because it like it would be your friend with like these people that you didn't, well, this person that you didn't know with like his cat. And, and you're like, what's going on? Yeah, and like I would have been like I would have passed out or something. <laughs> yeah, either passed out or like sobbing or maybe yeah. I don't know, like a really a really big response would have came from me. Yeah, like she was so calm about it. She was like, "Huh, you're back." <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, she got a little sad. She started talking yeah. a little. That's true. But not as much as I thought. She yeah, and then her daughter, Monica, comes Monica out. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Who's another out. important character. Yeah, while I was watching this movie, I did remember that you had mentioned that there was, like, a Monica character that was important. And I was like, hmm. I mm. think this is the Monica. Yeah, there is no other Monica in Marvel. So, yes, she's the one and only Monica Rambo. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how she... How she ties into the Marvel. How she, yeah. yeah, how she ties in, how she adds on to the storyline. Yeah, well, you'll, yeah, you won't be disappointed. Okay. And then this is when we're at their home, and then the neighbor knocks. And Veers comes out and questioning him really rudely. Because yeah. She assumes that it's a scroll, and I think they just, like, close the door on him. Then they turn around, and we see that there's scrolls already in their house, so... The neighbor that was outside was most likely just a normal neighbor and not... No, not actually girl. So she was being rude for no reason. <laughs> and then they look outside and they also see the Monica being uh-huh. with the mom. But the mom wasn't actually inside. Yeah, she was already inside, so... So obviously it wasn't the mom. Anyways, the scrolls are inside and Veers is ready to protect her friend. And they basically say, like, no, we're here in peace. We have more information about you. And we're just trying to find a home. And they explain their whole story. They basically let them know that they're not the bad people they think they are. Exactly. They're like, no, we're the good guys. Trust me, we're just trying to find a home. We're just trying to defend ourselves and protect ourselves. And there wasn't, like, that much of them left. Because they had been taken out by, like, big amount. And then they go out and listen to the tape, right? Yeah, the black box. Right, that's what the it's black called. Box. Yeah, that's what they call it. And then you can hear the final moments of before she lost her memory. So you can hear Dr. Lawson and yeah. Beers, who we find out is named Carol at this point. Yeah, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. And we discover that Young Rug, or however you pronounce his name, is also there. And he's the one who killed Dr. Lawson because he was trying to destroy the engine that she had made was it kind of destroyed yeah he was trying to destroy it i did not know that he was trying to destroy it i just thought he was trying to capture it or something well maybe he was trying to capture it or okay we'll say that um young rug was trying to basically he was just trying to get hold of it you like i don't know if you want to destroy it or if you wanted to further research it or use it yeah, whatever he was trying to do, but he just wanted it for for his own. Yeah, for his own use, I'm assuming. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, but Carol sees this and she's like, she immediately acts and she just destroys the engine. And when she does that, it explodes, but she absorbs all of the energy. That's where she gets her photon blast. Yeah, that's where she gets her powers. And that's also where she loses her memories because that impact of the whole thing was so powerful. Oh, and then as soon as her like memories get 
erase they like capture her and that's when we know that he brought her in i think he noticed that he had absorbed that power that had been released from destroying the yeah engine which actually i thought was pretty cool like i thought the way that she got her powers was you thought it was cool <laughs> yeah it was cool <laughs> do you want to get powers that way just kidding yeah it was cool to see it was cool to see but yeah i wouldn't want to get my powers and in that through a blast through a crash yeah i wouldn't want that and it shows a lot about her character i think during that moment because she was like willing to sacrifice herself in order to protect in like a moment's notice too yeah in in order to protect this engine that she didn't really know much about it was just she just knew it was important yeah she just knew it was important she was quick she did not let her emotions get in the way unlike other people Unlike what other people think. Uh, yeah, exactly. Unlike some people who doubt her. <laughs> who doubt her and say, don't let your emotions get in the way. Well, they didn't. So, Also, another funny thing I noticed uh -huh. was that um, Fury was drinking like the same lemonade all day. And he didn't finish it. Like he didn't make a, he like didn't sip it at all or something. Because it was the same amount like throughout the whole day. Oh. <laughs> After they listen to the black box, Carol, you know, she's like kind of shocked to hear that someone that she thought was good was actually the bad guy in a way. Yeah. Okay. And that the bad guys are the good guys. Okay. Yeah. And then they start planning to leave on a spaceship they yeah. don't have yet, but they're willing to build main scientists. Yes, the main <laughs> scientists. I remember. Do they bully? <laughs> yeah, they're bullying him and. I think they say something about how he's slow or something, right? Or, like, how... I don't know, but when they were, like, talking about it, they were like, it's just basic physics, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's sad. That's funny, because they were just, like, being mean. Yeah. <laughs> that squirrel was probably trying his best, but... Yeah, he was. He's a smart squirrel there. Maybe just, like, one of the slower ones or something. It was just one of the... Day one it's a case of the Monday. Yeah, exactly. Am I right? After this, like, when they're building the spacecraft, uh -huh. right? Young Rug calls Veers or Carol, whatever you want to call her. And he's like, oh, like, we're basically here, right? Because I kind of remember him going into one of the shed that Maria has. Because he thinks that Veers is there, but it's actually a scroll disguised yeah. as her. And by that time, they, they already blasted off. They had already gone away, so he was just there. The scroll was just there as a distraction. Which at first I believed it because I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why I didn't question it, but I was just like, okay. Yeah, same. I was like, this okay, is this is a confrontation, I guess, in a shed. Yeah, same. That's what I thought it was. But then he realized something. I don't know what it was <clears throat> that set him off. Yeah, the scroll said something that blew their cover, basically. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact sentence, but something did happen, and then he was like, okay, let me shoot. Mm -hmm. And then I think the scene changes, and we can see Carol and Maria and Fury and Fury. and the uh, other scrolls, and they're trying to locate the laboratory, because they find out that it was a laboratory, right? That mm -hmm. They needed to go find it, and it was orbiting Earth. I think we forgot to mention this, but they they are talking about it after they hear the the black box audio that they're looking for something special that Dr. Lawson may have hidden, which is a laboratory. Yes. As they're flying towards the laboratory, they're like, oh, but where is it? Where It's that we're close to it, but we can't see it. And they discover that it was cloaked. And Carol, I don't know, she switches. A, your fancy technology. Yeah, with the fancy technology she clicks a button and you can see that it's like uncloaked and they arrive to that laboratory and they realize that they wanted to find that so badly because there's scrolls hidden inside of it yeah the main scroll that we're following is talos and his family and he gets reunited with his family and i thought it was so sweet because he had a family and i didn't think of these alien type of figures to have little kids and such 
yeah, I thought it was a sweet moment that we were reuniting the family. Yeah, it was sweet. And it was nice to see that Dr. Lawson cared for the scrolls enough that she made this safe place for them. Did she make it for them? Or was it just an accident that they found? Yes, she made it for them because I think Talos, mm -hmm. he confirms that she was Cree, I'm pretty sure. And he says that she was like a scientist that had gone to Earth in order to learn more or something like that. So that she would be able to make them a safe place. I kind of remember something like that happening. Maybe I worded it completely wrong, but he does say that she was a scientist. And I think he does confirm that she was Cree. Yeah. No, she is Cree. She confirmed that too herself. Okay. While she was dying. But then we also find the Tesseract here, not just the family. Yeah, they discover that it's um like giving the lab its energy, right? Um, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. And it's cool to see that the Tesseract is back after the first movie. We have it back. Yeah, it's interesting to see where it was. Well, maybe not at first, but where it was in this time period. Yeah, because this movie came out later, but it's cool that they still like kept it. Because this happened sometime while. Captain America was in his coma state. Yeah, that's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, it is. Because it's all connected. Yeah, and as all Marvel should. Yeah, as it should be. Because it's a series that continues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then they grab a Tesseract. Well, Carol Veers grabs a Tesseract and... I just remember her, like, casually throwing the Tesseract in the air and she's, like, catching it and, like, playing around with it. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, I don't think you know what this is, but okay. Well, maybe she knows that it has power, but I don't think she realizes how much. Because <laughs> she was, just know, playing she was with like it. so careless with it. <laughs> and then they, they do eventually put it down. Yeah, in a lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. A safe place. Yeah, it was better than her throwing it around. Yeah, I preferred that, yeah. Then Young Rug and his crew, they find her. They find Veers. And yeah. they capture her. And they put that vine thing that you were talking about. The Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. And while she's speaking to it, I can't remember what exactly the Supreme Intelligence is telling her. Do you? Uh, I think that's saying something about how she's... I want to say something, but I don't think it's 100% right. You can see it if you want. I just remember that they said something about how the power was given to her so it could still be taken away. I remember that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And then, basically, she doesn't like that she said that because then she starts breaking free. She's basically taking control of herself again. Beers. And then we find out that that little chip she has on her neck has been, like, limiting her instead of whatever they told her. Controlling her powers. I don't know what they told her that was doing, but yeah, that was definitely limiting her because like when she took it off, she started to transform into her full potential. Yes, her um, Captain Marvel state. Yeah, it was all glowy and... Yeah, that was a cool transformation. Yeah. Anyways, when she <laughs> transforms into her full self, she escapes and she starts like beating up Young Rug and his crew. And while she had been captured and while she's breaking free, uh, Fury and Maria are running away from all of us. They're trying to escape. Yeah, the crew. Yeah, oh, and Fury, he's still holding on to Goose, the cat. And he starts to eat Young Rook's crew, doesn't he? Like, he eats one of the members. Yeah. And that's when we find out that he's actually a flurkin. Yeah, and... Because I think while they were on the way to the laboratory, uh, it might have been Talos that said it. She was like, that's a flurkin, please get it away from me. Even when they're at Maria's house, the cat comes up to Talos. Yeah. And Talos is like, oh, that's a flurkin. Like, why do, you, why do you have this in your home? <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. At first, I thought that a flurkin was maybe just a different word for a cat. Uh, and I was like, yeah. eh, it's doesn't seem that dangerous. Yeah, I was like, maybe they just have an irrational fear of cats. Yeah, yeah, which was funny at first, but then you see that a flurkin can eat a whole human, and then it's not so funny anymore. 
Yeah, with its like weird tentacles, and I was like, oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's not so cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but Yuri was still brave enough to take it back. Yeah, he was like, good kitty. I don't know. He was. Yeah, he, he was, was like, just don't eat me. Yeah, he was fine with flirting. He didn't really care. I guess it was his only like protection, so I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when, but doesn't the cat swallow the tesseract during? Yes, the cat does swallow the tesseract during that sequence, that fighting sequence. Yeah, somewhere in between there. <laughs> what are the effects of being the tesseract? <laughs> I don't know. I obviously the cat like probably didn't know what it was, but yeah, <laughs> I thought something <laughs> was gonna happen. I was like, I don't think that's safe. Yeah, I thought it would explode or something, cause <laughs> yeah, that's like really powerful. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess the flirt can have a strong coating or something in their stomach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyways. It's a um, so it's a strong flirting. Yes. Yeah, flirkins are strong. That's what I learned from this whole thing. And then I was really confused. No, not. I was confused during the moment, but it cleared it up. When the flirkin switched, when those guards came by, and it, like, went up to the guards and it started, like, rubbing against it. The guards, like, yeah. and I was like, what? I was like, why are you switching up? <laughs> it tricked me. Yeah, it tricked me too. And then Fury was in disbelief. He was like, what? You betrayed me. <laughs> yeah. But then we realized what happened. I was like, wait, you ate those other ones, but not these ones? Why? Did you get full? Yeah, you learned that it's actually scrolls, right? Not. Yeah, it's just the scrolls. Because I guess I forgot they shapeshift or something. It didn't even occur to my mind. But yeah, they were pretty smart to dress up as a guard. And then that's when Captain Marvel starts having her showdown. She's making her way to her friends so that they can escape. Yeah. And then they successfully, well, maybe not successfully, exactly. They escape. Because Talos, as they're leaving, he gets shot by one of young Rug's crewmates. Mm -hmm. But he's fine. He's just bleeding. And... It's just a little flesh wound. Yeah, it's just a little flesh wound. Nothing big. And that's when they take off right yeah, that's when they take off, and then they're back at Maria's house, and Talos looks fine, and they're just talking about how the scrolls are still looking for a new home. And Carol, at that point, she promises to find them a home. Uh, I think you skipped a lot. I did? Yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll fill in the gap that you kind of missed over. So, Carol's friends, they go off with Talos and Maria and Yuri. They go off on a ship, and then, what's his name, Young Rug? Yeah. He gets on a ship after them, and then Carol jumps on top of it and just uses her mask to breathe the, like, phantom that she has. That, like, makes her hair go into a mohawk. But then, eventually, she does fall off of it. Yeah. And as she's falling, I guess, like, a little suspense, I guess. But then she, like, takes a deep breath. Next time we see her, she's flying to there. Oh, yeah, you're right, because he's in outer space. She's just floating up there with her cool little mask. Yeah. <laughs> And then, while that's happening, Yuri and Maria are dealing with their own dilemma because they were being shot down. And then eventually Maria's flying skills gets them saved and then she does like a cool roundabout thing and then blasts oh, yeah. blast the enemy and then they're fine. Yeah. And then Carol Danvers shoots down Young Rug, at least his ship. So then it crash lands. And then we get set up for what seems like is going to be a cool showdown. Because we're, like, in the middle of the desert, so we have space for fighting. No one's going to get hurt. And he's, like, slightly climbs out, and he starts insulting her, kind of, and saying, oh, this is your moment. If you're not too emotional, come fight me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when, at least I thought, the big fight was going to happen. No, yeah, it did seem like that, and I was fully prepared for it, because they had, like, a whole arena. Yeah, so I thought a big fight was going to happen. And, yeah, he was, like, taunting her, I guess. He was like, come on, come and fight me. And I liked how she was like, no, I don't have to prove myself to you anymore. And then she just bled. Yeah, she just, well, she sent him back to Hala, right? Oh, well, before that, she blasted him. Well, oh, she blasted like, him? Come fight me. And then he just, she just blasted him. And then he lands against the frog. Yeah, that's right. And that's the end of the fight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, because she's like, whatever, I'm more powerful than you are. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good way to prove it, like, that she's more powerful than him. Yeah, it was a good way to prove it, because he doesn't have those skills. Yeah, so she just blasted him, and she was like, okay, 
So now that you're done with like your little monologue, I'm gonna send you back home. <laughs> yeah, she sends him back to Hala and with a message. She's seeing how she's gonna help the schools and find them a home, right? Yeah. Yes. And how she's not gonna stop until she like she's gonna go after them after the Supreme Intelligence. Yes. Which is scary for the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. They better be scared. I mean, maybe they don't know the like her full ability yet, so maybe they're not that scared, but they should be. They should be scared, and they should prepare. Well, maybe they shouldn't prepare, so she could be fine, but... Yeah, and that's where we leave off, before we see the end credits. Oh, is that where we leave off? Well, no, we still have that little moment where Fury gets scratched in the eye, which becomes, like, a really big part. Oh, yeah. Not really big, but it, like, stays constant. Yeah, so, is this the point where they're, like, happy, and they're talking about how she's gonna look for a home for them? Uh, kind of. He's flying in the ship back down. And then he gets scratched in the eye. Yeah, Fury gets scratched in the eye by Goose. And he says that he's fine, but it does not seem that way because no. he... Because we see later on that he has an eye patch. Yeah, and then we yeah we already know he has an eye patch later on. So it was interesting to see how he had gotten that in the first place, <laughs> which was interesting. I didn't know that it would be the working, but it makes sense. Yeah, but I guess, it, yeah, it's an interesting... I expected a, like a war story, but... Yeah. Yes, in here, I thought it would be something like a super epic, like, I got in a fight with, I don't know, something yeah. really evil, but it was the flirkin. just a little flirkin. <laughs> that's so sad. And that's basically where the movie ends off until, like, unless you leave the credits rolling and you see other Avengers. Yes, we do see the other Avengers. We see Captain... America and Black Widow. Yeah. They're looking at the at the pager that Carol gave to Fury. Yeah, which I didn't realize was the pager, actually. I was like, what are they looking at? Yeah, I didn't realize it until the second one. And then that's when they're like, oh, it just started, like, it stopped. The signal stopped out of nowhere. Like, yeah. let's get it back on. They don't know why, because they said that it was important to Fury, so they don't actually know why. They don't know what the pager is connected to or, like, who it's connected to. Yeah. Until... They didn't even know Captain Marvel existed, I guess. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. Until, you know, she gets on wherever they are. She appears. What does she... I think she says, like, where's Fury? Where's Fury? Yeah. And then there's, like, another extra credit. Yeah. Where the flirkin goose uh, throws up the Tesseract. <laughs> Yeah, and then we see it land on the desk, which I wonder what happened with it after. I wonder where it went next. I have no idea. I'm guessing Fury is the one who saw it, I would hope. But also, a lot of people could just go into his office, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. So who knows what happened to it afterwards, and I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out. It was a good way to like continue the series, those post-credit scenes. Yeah, those credits. Yeah, it tied everything together, I feel like. Yeah. Giving a taste for the future. Yeah, exactly. Because I actually really like this movie. But I feel... I don't know where I want to go with this, but I feel like I... What do you feel now? I didn't really feel how it connected to the other ones, if that makes sense. Other than how Captain Marvel is an Avenger later on. (laughs) Well, there's important characters, like I said. That's for sure. A lot of the characters tie back in. Fury, he ties back in. Yeah. There's the Avengers. There's Monica. Even the scrolls are important still. Their existence is not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of the time, they're pretty, like Marvel's really good at making sure that they still remember you. I mean, I know that this movie is obviously connected to the other ones, but I just like, I was like... Mm. You don't see it how? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to piece it together. And I guess I shouldn't be trying to do that because I'm only on the second movie. <laughs> yeah, so there's not much to piece together yeah. yet. So don't worry about it too much right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, trying to figure everything out when I shouldn't be because I don't have that much information. <laughs> well, you can surely try, but there's not much to work off yet. Yeah, exactly. Wait for the future movies, and it'll yes. solve itself. I guess. Yeah, well, you have no other choice. Yeah, I have no other choice. <laughs> Unless you spoil it, which... No, I'm not a spoiler, unlike yeah, other people. I'm, I'm a spoiler rehab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't do it anymore, but I really was obsessed with spoilers. Until I... I got upset and I was like, why do you do that? <laughs> then you gave me a stern talking to and then I, I'm getting better at it. As a good <laughs> yeah. older cousin does. <laughs> yes. 
So thank you for that. As a responsible role model. Yes, you're my responsible role model. Without you, I would still be, <laughs> who knows where I would be. I would be spoiling everything. No, I didn't spoil it for other people. I just yeah, just to yourself. Filled myself with spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Even shows I didn't watch. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I tell you, I it was an addiction where I just Yeah, it was out. an addiction. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, but we're better now. We're better. The royal we. <laughs> yeah, the royal we. Hi, it's us from the future. Thanks to everyone who stuck with us throughout this episode. We wanted to come back and have a more put-together conclusion. And since you just heard me share my thoughts on Captain Marvel, I thought that it would be great to ask Moy about his thoughts on this movie. So, Moy, without spoiling anything for me or any listeners out there, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so I'll hold myself back for now. But yes, I did <laughs> like the movie. Even the characters from this movie stay important later on, although it's not my favorite Marvel movie. And Captain Marvel isn't my favorite character. It was an enjoyable movie. Okay. All right. And even though I said that I didn't know how this movie would tie in with other movies because my past self when I recorded this episode was ignorant, I loved Captain Marvel and I can't wait to see her in future movies. And I'm also excited to see how the other mo- the other characters that were in this movie will be included in the future MCU. Even I don't mind seeing her in the future MU. I'll even give her another chance to win over my heart. But for now, those are my thoughts. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next time we'll be discussing Iron Man. Hopefully you'll join us again. Bye. Bye.